are we going to do about us? Well, us. Us is going to drink, I hope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pour me one, then. Now, what if you have a few drinks every night, but you don't think you're an alcoholic, but you do think you have problems and you feel more down and out at times and you're angrier with your kids? How do you recognize whether or not you've got an alcohol problem and what the heck do you do about it? And also, what happens if friends and family members are telling you, oh, you're drinking too much and you, and you find yourself being quite defensive? With me today to discuss this is a nationally known, award-winning health and medical journalist and best-selling author, Anne Fletcher, whose book, Sober for Good, is one that you want to go out and get if you're troubled with alcohol. It can help you kick the habit. Welcome, Anne. I'm delighted to have you on the show again. Thank you. Good to be with you. Now, what, say I had an alcohol problem, but and I kind of know it, but I don't, you know, I have a few drinks every night, I have a few martinis, or I have some wine, and well, big deal, I have some wine, but I feel like I'm doing it to escape problems at home and problems at work, but how, how do you raise my awareness? How could you help me with that? Right, what you're asking is how do you know when you have a drinking problem? How do you and, identify it? And I asked that question of the 222 people who I surveyed for Sober for Good. I went out and found 222 people who had an average of 13 years of sobriety, um, who had recovered from drinking problems in many different ways, with AA and without AA. And I asked them, you know, one of the questions I asked was, how did you know that you had a drinking problem? Because I have people in there who, some people who never drank more than a couple of drinks a day, who recognized they had a problem nevertheless, and didn't necessarily call themselves alcoholics, all the way up to, you know, people who drank, um, oh, a pint a day. There were people kind of in the middle range. And then I had people who were drinking very heavy amounts, up to a quart or more a day. Which is amazing. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, so there was a big, a, a wide range. But people, one of the important messages of the book is that you can recognize that you have a drinking problem before it gets really bad. So what were some of the wake-up call questions that these people, some of the things that they recognized that led them to see that alcohol was causing a problem in their life? Um, and here's some of the questions that, that they, they suggested I share. Do you notice that you drink more than others? You know, I noticed that when I, I had a drinking problem, and I noticed that even though I wasn't falling down drunk every time I drank, most of the time I wasn't, I noticed that when other people stopped drinking, I was still looking for the waiter to refill my glass. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are you unable to drink just one? Do you repeatedly have pain in your life caused by alcohol, but you still continue to drink? Um, does drinking depress you? Um, have you ever avoided taking a medication because you know you can't drink when you're on that medication? Are you using alcohol as an escape from life's problems? Do you feel that something is missing in your day if you're faced with a thought of, of not having a drink? Um, if alcohol is not available, do you make it available? Let's say you're going to a picnic or to a party, and you know that these are people who don't usually serve alcohol. Do you, do you, you know, does it bother you? Do you feel compelled to bring it along? 
Um, you know, this doesn't mean that you are an alcoholic, but these might be just some of the warning signs that alcohol is starting to become too important in your life than, than is healthy. More, more as a crutch rather right, than as right. just something to enhance your life. Uh, tell me, if I, if I have a spouse, a husband, or well, me it would be a husband, but he's not a drinker, but say I had uh, um, an alcoholic husband, or if it were my p- father or mother who was an alcoholic, how would you recommend helping those people? I love well, them. I mean, yeah. I don't. Sometimes I hate them, but I love right. them and I want to help them. But every time I try to help them, I feel like they they turn on me. Well, I have a whole chapter devoted to this, but I think I went. I've gone about it in a different way from from most people before me, which is I went to these 222 people who are now sober, who once had drinking problems, and, and I asked 13, them with 13 years sobriety. That's right. That's right. And I asked them for their advice. You know, now that you're on the other side of a drinking problem, what do you? What advice do you have to loved ones of of people who are struggling with a drinking problem? One of the the myths that that's out there is that you can't do anything to help a problem drinker until they're ready. In fact, there are things that you can do to make a difference. Um, one of them, um, which I think a lot of people know already, but it's important, is that you should not enable the person. You should not make it easy for that person to keep on drinking. Don't cover up for them. You know, I tell the story in that of a woman who um, her family, um, she actually, sure, the turning point was when her little boy pinned a note on, everybody kind of ignored her drinking problem. And um, I said, how did you know that, you, that you, you needed to do something about this? And she said, one night I awakened at four in the morning from one of my drunken stupors and pinned to me was a note from my little boy which said, Mom, please stop doing this. I love you so much, and I'm afraid you're going to kill yourself. And I said, well, you know, wow, you know, that first, that's certainly a moving story, but why did that turn you around when so many other times nothing that people said to you made a difference? And she said something that I heard over and over again, which is that nagging, preaching, and complaining absolutely don't work. She said that when her little boy pinned that note on her, it was the first time that somebody had confronted her about her drinking problem, but did it in a loving way. So that's something that I heard from many people is confront the problem, don't deny it, don't sweep it under the rug, but do it in a loving way. Talk about how the problem affects you. I feel so bad when you drink because you don't remember anything I tell you that night. You forget everything the next day. I feel bad because we don't do any of the things that we used to do when you didn't drink um, because all you care about is drinking now. Talk about how it affects you. So, so be a straight shooter. That's Say right. what you mean, but, but without, not in a nasty way. But if you do it in a nasty way, which you have every right to feel right. Ang- angry right. towards That's the right. person, but it tends to backfire and often makes the person. If drink I even said more. to you, "You've got to throw away those bottles right now, or I'm leaving here, and I can't stand you anymore. I hate you," you know, is that going to motivate a person? It's it's probably not. It's As, probably not. But you know, one woman. This was another good example. One woman said to me, "You know." Lots of lots of times when people are drunk or they're drinking too much, they get on the phone, they get real talkative, and they call, start calling friends and family. And one woman said to me, how many times I called my sister up, going on and on and on, just chatting when I was drunk, and she knew that I was. And what she should have said to me was, call me back when you're sober. You know, just say it in a nice, non-accusing way. I know you've been drinking, and I'm not really talking to the real you. Can you please call me back when you're sober? Wonderful, wonderful advice. Now, what would you recommend? Say that I'm, I'm, it's my husband who's drinking, and I need some help for myself. I mean, yeah, you know, I can try to reach out to him. I can try to not enable him and to not be critical but be a straight shooter. 
But what what do I need to do for myself? What advice did people tell you there that family members needed? Well, certainly Al-Anon can be helpful. And there is research that shows that it is helpful for the loved ones of problem drinkers. Um, however, it's you know there it does kind of tend to per- perpetuate the myth that there's nothing you can do to help motivate that person. Um, there are some things you can do, and I do talk about those strategies. We don't have time to get into them here. There are also some family-based programs um, that help, um, but they're they're not really widely available across the country. I do have some information about them and how you might be able to find somebody who can help you with some specific behavioral strategies that might help you cope. Um, certainly, get some counseling. You're Yourself. One of the things that you could do is explore some of the options that are out there to help that person from AA to less traditional recovery groups that I talk about in the book, like Smart Recovery and Women for Sobriety um, or SOS, right. so that and you have the, those resources when the person is and ready. And one of the things that I like that you mention in your book, Sober for Good, it's by Ann Fletcher, is to take care of yourself, to make sure that you have a life independent of a person that's outside your control. That's right. Don't let your your life revolve around that right. person's Just problem. because that person is tumbling downhill and has an alcohol problem, you don't have to put your life on hold until that happens. That's right. Thank you, you know, s- get together with friends, take courses, whatever it is you right. need to feel better. Thank you so much for joining us again. The book is Sober for Good, and the author is Ann Fletcher. Thank you. And it's been great being with you this week. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and I look forward to joining you again next week on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Enjoy your life. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. It's important to tell your partner that you love them and express why. This keeps the relationship from going stale. There is no limit to the number of times or ways you can say I love you provided you genuinely feel it and provided you routinely back it up with actions consistent with your feelings of love. Don't fall into the trap of the tough guy actor whose movie wife complains that he never says he loves her and he replies gruffly, well I married you didn't I? And don't fall into the trap of repeatedly saying I love you in a rote mechanical manner without ever giving any reasons. Author Susan Jeffers recommends this romantic way of expressing what your partner means to you. Thank you for being in my life. And we can add to this comments such as, I love it when you do that, or I love it when you say that. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.